Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome in, Judd's Hockey Show. Um, let's see here. It's Zolgan Declangoff. There is 157 left right now as I watch on my computer it's Vegas six to two over the wild in game seven. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's time to celebrate and sometimes it's time to drown sorrows. A little Irish so, wake, Irish wake. They like to call that. In my is opinion. that what it is? Okay. Yep, well, it's Irish the latter. It's, it's the latter. Drowning sorrows is the thing. Um, a lot to talk about off this game. Unfortunately, much of it, not good, not a positive, uh, as the wild season is going to come to an end here in about a minute and uh, 20 and as I said, the Golden Knights up six to two. Uh, sh- should we um, gather the room first, Dex? Do, do you want to tell people how they can get involved, and then yeah. we'll give our thoughts while we uh, compile the room? Absolutely. So, All right. Season's about to end here, folks. I love keeping the faith. You know, hashtag faith, as they like to say on some shows. But at this That's point, not our um, show. This is uh, this is our show. This is Wild Vent Line. This is your show, to be honest. This is your show to come on with Judd and, Judd and myself, to talk about the wild game, talk about the wild season. By the way, this is a safe space. This is not a place to clown. This is not a place to rip. This is not a place to uh, throw it on anyone. This is a place where we want to bring you on the screen, and also Vegas Knights fans also, too. Like If, if Vegas Knights fans want to come on, if wild fans want to come on, if you're maybe an NHL hockey fan and you're discovering the show for the first time, by the way, thank you if that's the case. Hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel. And if you want to get in and you have takes, shoot me an email. It's also scrolling right now on the bottom of your screen. It's Vikings vent line. That is correct. Mail.com. You cannot miss it. Yes. I know that. That is Vikings, Vikings vent line is correct. It's yes. Wild vent line. Just for the sake of email simplicity, we keep it as Vikings vent line because we also have a Vikings vent line show on purple daily. What we do is we've taken that idea. We've morphed to the wild season. Um, so if you'd like to get in on this take for game seven, you have takes on the season. You like to think on things looking ahead. Judd and I would love to hear from you guys. So shoot me an email, vikingsbantland at gmail.com. We're the most interactive show for you, Minnesota sports fans. Also, one last plug, follow us on Instagram at ScoreNorth. We also have content there as well. We're also on Twitter at ScoreNorth and Facebook. You can find our shows, Mackie and Judd and Purple Deal, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, and ScoreNorth.com. To be clear, you can rip the team. We won't rip you. Um, right. And that brings an end to the Wilds 2020-21 season. 6-2 is the final against the Golden Knights. Um, empty net goal uh, by Janmark finishes the scoring. He had a hat trick. Let's let's give our thoughts first, Dex, and then uh, start to incorporate uh, the, com- the viewers into the show to get their comments. Um, all right. So the Wild came out exactly like... I didn't want them to come out. They came out on their heels. They weren't um, skating that well. The Golden Knights, and I think we talked about this on the preview show, came out very quickly. That was not surprising coming off the loss in game six. Golden Knights had lost two consecutive games, so they came out flying. We expected that. The question was, what would the counterpunch be by the Wild? And after, I would say, about 12 minutes of poor hockey, where they didn't play well, got decidedly outshot, and Cam Talbot gave up one goal, but for the most part played outstanding again. The Wild tied it. Zach Parisi 
Nice goal. Zach Parisi, no-look goal in front, a gritty goal, a typical Parisi goal. It might be his last goal in a wild sweater. But nonetheless, at that point in time, then for the rest of the first period, I thought the Wild rebounded and played well. And I thought, okay, second period, they've got to come out and play their game uh, to combat what the Golden Knights are going to do. But they've shown something now. So, like, if there were jitters or they just didn't play well or the Golden Knights were flying to start the game, that was done and the second period would be different. Well, second period, the shots were 17 to 6. The Wild actually won more faceoffs in the first period than they lost, which was not the storyline of this series. But Vegas completely dominated. And I'm going to give you what I think was the, well, there were a lot of problems here. I'm going to give you what I think was the ultimate backbreaker, Declan. Okay. okay. I'm curious. One, one Brodeen going down early definitely hurt. Mm-hmm. But teams had, you know, guys get hurt. That, that happens to every team. So you can't really complain. Star mm-hmm. players go out. And Brodeen, I wouldn't call him a star player, but I mean, he's a but very good, he's a very good, reliable defenseman. So, and now you're down from six defensemen to five. Um, but the Golden Knights score a goal by a Hag at 205. Okay, that hurts, 2 1. But on the power play, Kaprizov comes back and scores his second goal of the series off a of feed from Zuccarello at 435. And all of a sudden, we're tied at two. And I think to myself, okay, this is absolutely fine, right? Well, the, the backbreaker to me is one goal and it's one play. It's the dump in by Theodore that Stevenson, who's a good center, went in and got the puck. And Max Pacioretty, who was back tonight, comes flying down the slot. And Jordan Greenway, and how often have we talked about the difference that he, he can make both good and bad? Yeah. Jordan Greenway has fallen asleep and is trailing the play. And Pacioretty, who led the Golden Knights with 24 goals during the season, playing his first game, comes flying down the slot and scores on Talbot. And it's not Talbot's fault. It's Greenway's fault. He lost his man. And I felt after that, Declan, that the game, if if it wasn't over, the tone of it completely changed. And, and, you know, I thought, okay, the Wild came out and looked bad, but they recovered. They gave up an early second period goal, but they recovered and Kaprizov scored. It felt like the lazy play by Greenway and the Pacioretty goal that made the score three to two was like the last stand. And it didn't feel like they could rebound after that. And that is just a terrible play. I mean, Greenway has to have that's Pacioretty. Like you've got to have him. I understand if he beats you and he scores, but he didn't beat you. You fell asleep. So that to me was old school wild. It was inexcusable because of the lack of work. And after that, I really felt like it's not the wild didn't have chances. They did, but I really felt like the game largely came undone after that. Hmm. What was so funny to me, Judd, is I think I, and I tweeted this out, and, I, and I could, you could even credit me as the kiss of death after this happened, but it felt very much like 2014. Um, the WoW went down a goal, they tied it. It was then 2-1, they tied it. It was back mm-hmm. and forth. Um, there wasn't a moment in the game, at least up until then, when it was 2-2, two two, you thought, all right, every time Vegas scored, the Minnesota Wild had an answer. And it kind of was like, all right, it's going to be trending in one of those very similar 2014 Game 7. And I, I, was, I, was, I was about to text the Whisperer. 
I even wanted his crystal ball. I wanted to know what he was thinking because I thought, man, this sounds awfully <laughs> He familiar. was thinking, I need some more wine. Ooh, That's ooh. what the whisperer was thinking. And maybe, you know, the Buffalo Wings, the tacos, and the Pacific Northwest were flowing for the hockey whisperer. So that's why I was curious, you know, like what was going on? Because it felt an awful lot like 2014 as I was watching, uh, as I was watching that game. Really quick as I adjust my audio here. Um, I, and then as the game progressed, they get down to that Greenway play, as, as you said, that it kind of felt that, oh, man, that was a play he missed. And that was a play and a player, too, that I told you in our preview show that I thought would show up tonight big time because I thought he's played very well this season, and I thought he's had a nice series. And unfortunately, um, that was a turning point, too, Judd. I, I Honestly, I agree. I kind of I, I hate to be like the default of, Oh, I'll agree with my co-host here, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll bow to you. And in, in this retrospect, and I know you're my sports dad, by and I expect means. you to. But and no, I, I yeah, but no, but that, that was the turn. No, Judge, yes. that was the turning point. That I'm was with the you. turning point. Yeah, that was the turning point in the game. And 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 to yep. me, um, the problem I had, and I, I I've calmed down since this has happened, uh, as the game progressed because it got out of hand in the third period. The problem I have is when it's four to two. Okay, when the Wild are now down two goals and, and Vegas is pouring it on. And you're still bitching that um, they, you, the referees have missed a high stick call by Haig late in the game, and the Vegas Golden Knights and the Vegas Golden referees are you're now playing two games against them. Who That's not com- why. Who That's complained why. about that? You should see my Twitter feed. Okay, because I see did. My Twitter feed. I, I don't did. Know, you, we have we. You and I think both have different Twitter feeds of who we follow because okay. that's what I saw, and I can't stand that, Judd. I honestly, and and to get on my soapbox here to get me back riled up after being calmed down, I can't stand the fact. If you're down two goals and you are putting the blame on the referees, when you have scored two, the opposing team has scored four. When Vegas has the skill and you don't. When for the first time your goalie has let you down for the first time all series and the other team's goalie hasn't. That's why you lost the game. This is a learning experience. Other players let you down. Not the referees, not the zebras that missed a high stick late in the game that didn't matter throughout the entire course of when you were trailing. But that mindset is exactly what I think you, myself, Phil, have tried to really bring home, not just on the wild, but Minnesota sports, is raising our expectations and understanding that you're putting blame and you're not putting the focus on the things that absolutely matter and the things that you should be pissed off about. Not the referees. The team let you down tonight. And it stinks. It, it sucks that we lose this Game 7 in this fashion. And I still think, by the way, that this Wild team is trending in the right direction. And this isn't a, um, a, a, a casket match of this is the end of the Wild and we're going to go into a, a, a long rebuild. I think better days are ahead for this franchise. I just think it's really unfortunate when I see Minnesota sports fans complaining about referees when your own team was the reason you let you down and rant. See, my the people I follow, I'm going to give credit to on Twitter because I didn't see that from my end at all for the most part. I saw people identifying the problems tonight, which which was great. And I would say Talbot did not let them down. I, Talbot, I thought that game after the first period could have been five to one. Like he, I thought he played well. And look, the key was in game six the wild adjusted things and the wild basically mucked up the neutral zone and they stood up at their blue line and they did a very good job of slowing down a good team they didn't do a good job tonight and 
the Golden Knights, to their credit, came out absolutely flying. I'm sure uh, Pacioretty being back helped them a lot. But yeah, they did not. They did not play a good game. They looked exhausted. And before and now, I did see a couple of things about Parisi because I thought Parisi and Fiala both had really good games tonight. Again, I thought Fiala did some great things. Um, but you know, Parisi should have been playing. Blah blah blah. Keep in mind, if Parisi had played in this entire series, he's not as good as he was tonight. One, he's more tired because he's old. Two, benching him definitely brought him to life. Like that, the games that he has played in. He definitely, you know, was a motivated player. And this is a guy who, before he was benched for the playoffs, hadn't scored a point, not a goal, not an assist in nine games. So Parisi played well, but it wasn't, I don't think it was because, oh man, if you had played him in the entire series, it might have been different. I think that's absolutely incorrect. I thought Parisi played well because one, he he was rested for the first part of the series because he didn't play in it. And two, I think the scratches uh, that he incurred during the course of the series through what, I think the first four games or so, I think those woke him up quite a bit. And I also think that there's a very good chance that he played his last game in a wild Jersey tonight. But um, I'm with you on the fact that I'm not upset about the future now this is the jets the last time they appeared in the playoffs and i don't mean the bubble i don't mean the uh playing round the last time that the wild appeared in the playoffs against the jets and i think they got waxed in game five it felt hopeless like that team wasn't going anywhere if they brought that group back which they did it was going to get you know it was not going to make the playoffs when you have a foundation that this team has now which starts with one guy kaprizov but if you can you know if you get Fiala signed, Kaprizov, you've got some building blocks now. And so so this year was fun. Uh, it's a disappointing ending, but it feels like it should be. And I'll caution, or I'll tone my words down a little bit by saying should be because we don't know. It feels like it should be the start of something. And it was really also nice to see a series where you didn't feel like goaltending somehow screwed you. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't look at this series as... Um... I don't look at it as the Wild are really significantly far behind and it was just a cute little seven-game playoff run, right? Um, I think goaltending is fixed. And by the way, to my own point that I proved to you, that I, that I brought to you, excuse me, at the beginning of the season that the Wild's goaltending was going to be significantly better. Mm-hmm. And it was significantly better. Now, here's the flip side. The, the goaltending could regress, right? Like, save percentage in general in goaltending regresses. It, it's just, it's very volatile position, man. It, it's just kind of what it is. Mm-hmm. That being said, I don't I don't look at the um, the overhead view of what Cam Talbot brought the team uh, that he's going to regress hard and the Wild are going to be looking for their next goaltender. I, I don't look at it in that retrospect. I look at it as can you find probably one legit center legit center not just oh a a, a project or someone right. who used to be good back veter- in the day a veteran a legit who can play the position not even yep. veteran and, and I, I would even say veteran judge established because i feel like the wild fans get maybe tricked into the veteran signings right the bannocks the pominvilles you, you get locked into a veteran you lock them into a long-term deal it doesn't work out i'll, I'll use the word ve- um established to kind of even ease that tension but to, to your point exactly what we're looking for right 
the Capitals could be heading towards a rebuild. They've, they've said that already. And, and you and I, I think this is the best part of this vent line before we get to a bunch of fans who are ready to come in in this room. And I'm really excited to welcome I'll take a bunch of wild fans. Ovechkin, too, if they don't yeah, want Yeah, yeah, if they don't want to. If they don't there. want Ovechkin, I'll stick them somewhere on the power play. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly where, but I'd find room. We'll, we'll, we'll make it work. And, and our offseason talkers are only going to pick up. And we'll get into that, I think, honestly, on later episodes of Judd's Hockey Show and on Score North with Mackie and Judd as well. Um, but at the same time, um, the future is very, very bright for Minnesota. And yeah, it, it, it's a tough way to lose out. Um, you can you can blame me that I'm overreacting to, to fans and referees, and that's okay. By the way, I, I really want this known, and I, I'm really hoping that our, other, our wild fans who are in the room here who are about to get to echo this, it's okay to be pissed off by tonight. I, 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 I want you to be pissed off. I want you to be upset. I want people to be frustrated that this is how the season ends. And at the same time, I want people to know that this is trending towards the, the right area, which, what, which is what you and I have been saying, by the way, before the season ever started, that this is trending in the right direction. I think you're more pissed off if they didn't try. If they, the old wild made you mad. This is a tough loss. Um, but this was, this was a series where, I mean, they were down 3-1. It looked really bad. They came back. I, I don't I don't feel mad. I mean, the Greenway lack of effort on the patch ready goal makes me mad. But I don't feel mad about this. I feel like there was an an opportunity here. And look, the Abs are almost certainly going to beat the Golden Knights, and they for sure I think would have beat the Wild. That being said, I am not going to sit here and be like, well, I'm glad they're not going to the second round because that would have been a valuable experience. But I. I'm not mad because I don't feel that this was an overall lack of caring, which is what I feel like that the old team was. I, I don't think they cared. I think that if they could go golfing by the end, they were happy. Um, this team, I think, wanted to keep playing. It had some drawbacks. And I guess the one good thing that the playoffs did before we get to people, Dex, is the playoffs really solidified for Bill Guerin what he needs. Like now there's no... There is no gray about, well, what if so-and-so could play center more, uh, you know, or what if, uh, you know, is Dumba, I mean, Dumba, look at the step that this series, I think, showed you a lot of things. And I wouldn't be surprised if Dumba's not back and I wouldn't be surprised if Greenway's not back. Um, nothing about this really shocked me. Yep. So let's get to All the right. folks. Should we do it? Let's do it. Here? Let's start to, to run through. Here. Let's start to run through the comments and this see what people think. That line, Judd and I are going to have many thoughts on this season and and the next steps in future episodes. But this is your show. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us. This is Wild Vent Line on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Score North MN. Hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram at Score North. Judd Zolgad and I, who's cracked the summit. You got an EPA there, Mister Zolgad? Yeah, it's a uh, yep. It's uh, just a basic summit EPA. I love me a good EPA. What, I what got, do you got? I got my tequila on the rocks. I um, I've been rocking it all. I tell you to mix loss. it up, but I have not been so. I can't really tell you to. Hey, really quick, uh, shameless plug. I was at the Minnesota State Fair get together tonight, which was a like a diet Minnesota State Fair thing, and um, I was at a local establishment inside the fair, and it was very condensed. By the way, like it was actually really weird because all the midway rides were gone. So actually, where you were at at the fair, I could see the Minneapolis skyline. 
from where I was. At the oh, the rides there. weren't there. The rides weren't there. So Good. It, was, it was just really weird. And I know you would love that, right? I'm okay I mean, with I that. Get rid of the rides that. permanently. I hate rides. But it was it was strange. But anyway, I was I was standing there and I was I was waiting um at a, at a table with some friends because I was drinking waters and I was being appropriate because I had to come back for Wild Vent Line and be ready to rock for this when I can drink my tequila and, and voice my opinions. And someone said, "Hey Dex, hey Dex," and mm-hmm. I, I thought it was maybe the friends I was with, and it wasn't. Some guy said, "Oh, we're doing Vent Line from the fair tonight." And I said, no. oh, I said, you know, not tonight, but, you know, maybe in a future no. date. So someone at the Minnesota State Well, that's very nice. That's very cool. Saw us, knows who we tell are. Tell them we will not be doing vent line from the fair ever, but tell them thank you very much. Will do. All right. Let's waste no more time. Let's get to our wild uh, vent line fans here. We're going to start with uh, Thomas. Thomas, what's up, man? You're on wild vent line. Kick us off. What's Hello, Thomas. Uh, I, I don't know. It was, it was definitely like a hard game to watch. Like, it felt like. There's so much build, and like you said, like it just had a really good feeling going into the game, um, and watching like the Greenway goal, that one really like ticked me off. Like I played high school hockey, granted, <laughs> nowhere close to this, but it's like there there is just a compete factor and like a playing that you just like you need to have. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry, uh, you just need to have, and it was uh, really demoralizing to watch the game. I do agree. We definitely have a bright future and I don't think that we're lacking there at all. I think like the next steps are going to be super interesting. Like who do we keep out of like the, like the core young players. And then like, like what do you do about like signing new free agents or like Benino and all those guys that we took in for short deals. And then like, who do we protect? Like, I don't know. I think that's going to be def- – like, I hope that the playoffs did enough for Garen to be able to, like, really speak on all that. And- yep. And keep keep in mind, too, that, you know, Fiala has to be signed to at least a bridge contract, if not a long-term contract. Yeah. Eck is coming up as well, so he ha- has to be signed. And, I mean, he is – you know, he went from being a huge disappointment that the team didn't take – uh, Besser three year or two years ago to being oh he's pretty good to this year being damn good, and Kaprizov can also um, be signed as well. And hopefully, if this all works out, they can do an eight year contract with him. So like those three things off the top. But yeah, they ha- at center, they have to get one guy. They have to find a guy, and it can't be it can't be a makeshift. Oh, he played wing, and but he can play center. It has to be a legitimate. And I get it's not it's not going to be an ace type guy. Like it's not going to be a great one, but it has to be a good one. And if you can start training camp with that guy, whoever that might be, Rossi Eck, like that's a that would probably be solid, right? Yeah. No, for sure. So, and like seeing that, like. I don't know. I, I'm ex- definitely excited for next year, but I like the whole expect. Like I have been, I've probably been watching you guys for I don't know the last three four months, and it's just like I agree with like the expectation, and I know this totally is playing with house money, like way ahead of schedule, I guess. But like I like Declan's point, whatever it was a few days ago, where he was like, "There is no future." It was after the weekend thoughts. You were like, "I uh, there's no guarantee for future success. Like Correct. something could go wrong," and. So I, it definitely like had a hard feel to watch just how it unfolded at the end. It, it didn't feel super competitive, like past the second period. And right. um, yeah, other than that, like great season, definitely excited for next year and uh, hopefully can make some more moves going forward. Thomas, thanks much. Thomas, great stuff, thank man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Great points. Appreciate great you points. watching. 
Yeah, Judd, to Thomas's point there, that, that it's a really easy trap, and and this goes beyond the wild. This this happens with the Twins. Honestly, it's happened. It's happening with the Minnesota Twins in 2021, where you, where you see a unexpected run of success, and you're like, oh, well, we're going to be great for five years. This is this is the start of something new. This is going to be something great, and the rug can get pulled out of you really quick. That's what happened to the Wild four years ago. Um, that's what happens with the Twins right now. You just don't. It, it's so hard to project long-term success, and you don't know what can happen with injuries, with ineffectiveness, with people hitting a cliff. So it, it yes, I think brighter days, by the way, are still ahead for the Wild. So I'm not trying to shortchange that, but to project um, in 2026, the Wild should be projecting for a cup, and that 2021 was the you know lowest point. You can't get too far ahead of your skis in that retrospect. The difference in 2022 is very, very simple to me. There's going to be expectations. 2021, there weren't. It's like, oh, they made the playoffs in third place. That's great, right? 2022, there are going to be expectations. And here's the reason why that, that I wouldn't do it out long term, but the reason why I expect them to be successful for the next couple of years and why I'll go into next season having real expectations is very simple. It's Kaprizov. You've got a superstar player. You've got to find a center to play with him, but you've got, how often in this town have we had superstar players? I mean, Justin Jefferson might be one now, Kaprizov's one, um, but there is, the, but you have to bank on if you surround him with the right people, like this team, this club has never had this guy. They just haven't. Like Gabrick might've come semi-close, but you know, the whole Parisi suitor era when those guys were at the height of their game you never had a a star like this a potential superstar player so that's the reason why i'm going to go into next year's saying if you get bounced in the first round in seven games this year that was sort of an accomplishment nice job next year it's not it's a disappointment if we're sitting here doing this same wrap-up show after a seven game series next uh spring it's a disappointment yep uh judd i'm gonna i'm gonna somewhat break our rules a little bit here i i typically like to bring on new fans but this person hasn't been on the show before and at the same time he's really eager to get on so i'm, I'm gonna do it and i'm gonna bring on brother liam because he wants brother to talk liam to he wants to talk to judd and he wants to talk to me well he doesn't actually he doesn't want to talk to me um, I, don't, I, don't ever, I don't ever want to talk to you if we're all talking about beers though i'm going to talk about R&D Brewing out of North Carolina, Seven Saturdays. It's one of the best uh, modern IPAs I've ever had at 6%. Really? It's my mm. seventh. Wow. Oh, oh that's – oh, boy. Watch the, lang- watch the language. And where where's the golf hair? Like, your hair is good, but it oh. it's not great. What's going on with the hair? Oh, yes. Well, for, for, I, the record, for the record, Judley, Declan grows his hair out a little bit more than I do. Okay. Well, you've got the good hair, but I mean, he just, no, no, no. he's what? Mr. Product too. No, this, there's no product in my hair. This is no, just, this not is you, product. him, your brother is Mr. Product. Oh no, I'm all about product. There's no product in my hair right now. This is just all right. All... Okay. Well then that's why that, that yeah, answers my question. This is though, look at, I'll go through the back of my head and you don't even see my fingers forever. Look at how thick this hair is. That's good hair. That's yeah. real good hair. That's yeah, real good. Really hair. I'm envious of your hair. Yeah, that's okay. Okay. What's going on? No, no. A couple things. Number one, I have amazing hair. Uh, No. Number one, I think something that is important. Yes, we're we're a few steps ahead. I thought we were a four seed, and and that's okay. Um, 
But the difference between this leap going into the playoffs compared to like 2013 is that 2013, we collectively, Minnesota Wild, Chuck Fletcher, everything, our roster was set and we weren't going to make changes, right? We were counting on the growth. Correct. Coyle, Zucker, Gramlin, Brodeen. Remember, people people harp on Brodeen. Brodeen was a Calder finalist his rookie season as a 19-year-old. Yeah. Now – the difference is we've secured a third seed and pushed Vegas, who top to bottom, no way is rounded, is a better team. There's the, the Wild realistically shouldn't have gone to seven games in this series. They shouldn't have. They didn't, they didn't have the star power. Kaprizov is going to be a star, but he didn't compare to Stone. He's not on Stone's level. He's not, he's not on uh, Petrangelo's level. He's not on Fleury's level. He's not that guy yet. The difference is is that next year, I actually had this on Write This Down earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Five, my prediction was that five Minnesota Wild players that made the opening night lineup will not return next year. That's the difference, is that there's going to be turnover. Absolutely. The last time that we had this amount of hope, we were banking on the Coils, the Zuckers, the Grandlands, the Brodeens, the Niederriders. This time, there's going to be turnover. I love the additions of Benino and Cole. I hope Cole, or, or sorry, Ian Cole comes back. Mm-hmm. But Rask, he's not the answer. You have to get a center. Yes. You, ha- you, you have to get one. Yes. Because Rossi, in my opinion, has the potential to, to, to be maybe a number one. But you can't just throw him into that. Correct. He, he's, he's had nine months of no training. Nine months of no training. As a as a very mediocre varsity hockey player, let me tell you, you, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Now, he can come back to training camp, and that's okay. But Boldy's going to come back and probably crack the opening night lineup next year. I think he's top six to start yeah. the season, don't he's you guys? Top, yeah, but he's top six to start the season. But you want to know why he's top six to start the season? Because Kevin Fiala is not on the roster next year. Oh, are you saying he gets traded? He's going to have to be in order to get a number one center because Matt Dumba did not have the season that is required in order to obtain a number it's one. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, I, that, it, 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 dep- it depends on who it depends on who is available. I mean, I'll say this. Well, a, a center that Fiala would fetch you is, is better be a borderline ace type of guy and Fiala's a wing like those trades are hard well no that's the difference right is because Fiala's a wing he's gonna have to be packaged because Fiala's yeah. a wing so there's his knock but Dumba did not have the season that everyone expected no him. you're right about that yeah so they're gonna have to be packaged together yep and and I do think write this down on vent line right now Jack Eichel will wear a Minnesota Wild sweater next season don't okay. see it yeah, I, don't I, don't see, I don't see it. I don't see it. It's going to be Dumba, Fiala, and the Pittsburgh first. I don't see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't see it. He, he'll be traded by Buffalo. I'm but I, future. I'm I don't think it's here. Oh, no, I know what you're looking for, but I'm just saying I don't see that one. But but the difference is is that compared to last time when we went to a seven-game series, maybe ahead of time, as people were saying, is that we have to make changes. We know yeah, to make the change i'm telling you there there's gonna have to be uh not have to be there is going to be major changes uh i stick to my write this down prediction from earlier in the year the roster turnover is going to be drastic 
and and you're going to have coaching, which you know we kind of doubted Everson as a placeholder when he got hired mm-hmm. uh, by by uh, Aaron. No, by Paul Fenton. Fenton, yeah, forgot his name because he was here for as an assistant coach. Yeah, <laughs> as yeah. an assistant, as an assistant, um, that he was just kind of the placeholder. But it turns out he knows how to coach a hockey club. So if you can bring that coaching with Kaprizov, I do believe that if you have the right bodies up the middle with with Boldy playing wing, that you have a solid hockey club. I like it. Thank you, sir. Brother Liam. Talk to you, brother Liam. Love you. Yeah, yeah, we'll be talking. I don't want to give him any more airtime than he, he 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 comes on here. He he suggests a Kevin Fiala. Team. Yeah, he just trades your favorite player. He trades my favorite player. He, I, I don't think they're getting. He throws me underneath Eichel. the bus for that. Um, yeah, no, but but Judd, all right, I'll even I'll I'll welcome his point. He's the only active person on the roster that can fetch you what you're trying to get. I don't yeah. think there's another person on the active roster that well, can fetch you what you want to get. If you want Eichel for a number one center, Eichel would cost you Fiala and, like your brother said, more than that. Like that would be the starting point. Um, I just don't think they're going to get him. Yeah. I, I think there's there's too many things I've heard that would make him a wild card a little bit. And and first and foremost, as good as Jack Eichel can potentially be, Bill Guerin has worked his ass off to clean up this team. Yeah. And and if there's any red flags about Eichel in the room, Bill Guerin, again, he was a captain in this league. He won Stanley Cup. So I don't think that one ha- happens, and I don't think anyone's going to be in a hurry to trade your guy, Kevin Fiala. Who's next? Right. Yep, let's keep rolling on Vikings vent line. Let's go to Brandon. Brandon was in the room for a while. Brandon, how you doing, man? Welcome to welcome to Wild Vent Line. Brandon? Hello. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna put Brandon just in the green room just for a second here as we uh we convene. That's okay. It happens sometimes. Uh, this is Wild Vent Line. By the way, thank you everyone for joining us. This is the Minnesota Wild Vent Line. Hit that subscribe button on our YouTube page. We're here for you. Uh, we'll we'll keep moving on. Let's go to let's try Eric. Eric, what's up, man? In your Big Ten in your Big Ten quarter zip, what's going on? You're on Wild Vent Line. Not too much. How's it going, guys? Good. Man. Good. How are you? Doing all right. Well, could be doing better, I guess, but doing all right for the moment. So I guess I'm I'm happy I got a little bit of a break there in between Brother Liam and myself because that's something to try and follow there. But anyways, <laughs> I guess I so I'm not huge into like understanding a ton of the like strategy and stuff with hockey so far. I just like I guess I'm more of a casual fan. Sure. What I've been following since like the previous regime and stuff and actually got to go to the game seven in Denver back in 2014. So for the first half of this game, it felt like that game and it felt like it until it didn't. And like the wild just lost, lost out of being able to keep up with the golden Knights tonight, basically. So I guess looking forward, not just in terms of uh, people who might be coming in or going out like personnel changes, what has to happen in terms of is speed like it seems like Vegas was just way faster than the Wild were? Is speed a huge issue moving forward? And then what are other things just in terms of like it seems like puck handling was an issue throughout the series for the Wild. It feels like the Wild had a much harder time being able to like gain the offensive zone versus Vegas was able to just cut through the Wild defense. So what are yeah. things like that that need to happen moving forward? Eric, That's- I- I, I think I, I, I per, no, you're good, Judd. I, I think I think you hit on it exactly. Um, the the Wild have 
pesky play. They have good goaltending. Um, they have a couple superstars. They have one superstar in Kaprizov. They have a good player in Kevin Fiala, a nice center in Joel Erickson Eck. But at the end of the day, um, you don't have the skill to keep up with Vegas, right? Like, uh, you look at Alex Tuck and Patch Reddy, uh, who came back for the first time all game or all series, excuse me. You know, like you look at the skill that's up and down Vegas, and even if you have to go to the mountain, pun intended, that is Colorado, um, you're gonna see that that skill is in insane amount of depth, and you have to match that. And I'll 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 say this, and this is where I was trying to match uh, what Colorado did a few years ago. So a couple years ago. The Colorado Avalanche really only had one line. They had one line that was really, really good in Landeskog, uh, McKinnon, and Ratanen, and everyone else was just kind of ugh, just kind of irrelevant, just kind of meh. And eventually they realized, oh, we have to fill out our roster, and that means hitting on our draft picks, that means hitting on free agent signings, that means trading players that you have to do. Um, they filled out their roster really, really well, and that's probably why they are the favorites to win the Cup. And and and. Uh, to be honest, even though I know it stinks as a Wild fan, you have to watch Vegas and Colorado play. That's going to be a dynamite series. If if you're even a casual sports fan and you don't know anything about hockey, I'm really excited to watch something like Colorado and Vegas because that's something, if you can build that blueprint, and I know Vegas had a special reasoning to building their roster than the other team's roster, but that's kind of what it is, man, what you said. They, they don't have the speed to keep up, and if the Wild can find that speed to at least – chip away at the tree, that is the way they can compete with the Vegases and the Colorados of the world. And I'll, I'll give you two names. Nathan McKinnon. Like, that's a starting point. That's a that's a superstar at a position where it's hard to find him. Damn near impossible, right? So, like, Kaprizov's great, but he plays wing. A center who is as speedy and as big and as, as dominant as McKinnon can be, he lifts you from being your good to your potentially great. The Golden Knights, the Mark Stone trade. The Mark, I mean, Great look team. at Mark Stone. Look at what Mark Stone does. The Wild has nobody that can come close to that skill, big, dominant. Um, and the the other thing the Wild, I think, probably needs to actually win a cup. And again, these are hard to find. They need a big, heavy, but yet skilled defenseman. Like, they don't really have that guy. They don't have that guy that can that can dominate from the blue line in that sense. Like Spurgeon's a very nice small player, right? But he's a small player. You need that heavy defenseman that can that can move guys out in front and can make plays. And so I, I mean that's the thing is this team is this team's improving, and this team definitely has a, a superstar in Kaprizov. But I mean, there are still very obvious missing pieces. And the question is how many of those pieces can be filled. Um, and it's not going to all come pr- probably, you know, uh, this summer. It's going to have to take a little bit bit of time, but that doesn't mean that you can't fill them in. Um, and the starting point right now is they just have to find at least two centers to put around Eck as well. Like, so if the depth chart is, again, Rossi, veteran guy who's good, probably not going to be an all-star, but he's he's solid and good, and Eck, now you've got to start there because right now, I'm sorry, Victor Rask centering for uh, Kaprizov and Zuccarello, it's not going to work. Like you're not, you're not going to make a cup run with that. So, 
Yeah, well, it's definitely the thing you could see all night tonight and throughout the series is like there's Kaprizov and no one else around him. And like you guys have been talking about it all season. So, and that's when he takes the that. puck and skates around. Yeah. Like, cause that, that's his skill. But he is literally looking for somebody and they don't have the guy to pass to. So, yeah. Thank you. Appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. Eric, you thanks so much for coming on, man. Hey, Judd, I, I really want to bring up um, this quote from Zach Breezy after the end of the game. Um, this was is from our get, friend of the show, Michael Russo. Get me the hell out of here. Is that what it was? This is the Prize quote. And I, again, I'm reading this quote. I didn't hear the question. Um, I'm just reading the quote that is being put out on Twitter. But it's from Michael Russo, who is a, obviously part of the postgame scrum with all the other reporters. And Prize says, quote, with all the sideshow stuff that's been going on, I've been ready to play since day one. And tonight was no different. End quote. Mm-hmm. When when you when you hear something like that, what is your immediate reaction? Just just as I read that quote to you, Judd, like what is your immediate reaction when I read that? And I can read it again if you'd like. No, I totally get it. it it's Zach. Zach. The problem with Zach has never been effort, but Zach Parisi still thinks he's thirty. He still thinks he's he he's convinced he's convinced that tonight's game, in which I thought he played well, would have been his entire series. And I'll tell you right now, he's wrong. He's 36. Uh, but but this was the problem with the culture of that room for a long time. Like, Zach's not going to change. This isn't the new Zach Parisi. Zach Parisi and, and Suter, it's, you know, a well-known fact, had a lot of control at one time in that room, and it was counterproductive. I mean, you all you have to do, Declan, is go back to when Mike Yo left. When Mike got fired, and I think he met the beat writers and the columnists at the Caribou and Woodbury. And he cut open a vein and basically said, we had some issues with the veterans, i.e. Parisian Suter. And at that time, the young guys, Coyle, Granlund, Zucker, go down that list. Uh, that's just Zach. But I mean, I also think that that quote's indicative of why Bill Guerin doesn't want him back. Don't you? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah, I know. That's exactly the- what it is. Bill Guerin's number one goal after watching this team for months, what now, two years ago after taking the job, his number one goal was to clean out as much of that locker room as he possibly could. And he tried to trade Zach. That's why. Um, and you know what? And now it's not surprising that a 36-year-old guy who works his butt off on the ice would still not understand that Things have changed. Things have changed. But I'm just telling you, Zach Parisi doesn't have the game that he had tonight if Zach Parisi hadn't been scratched. Yeah. So I that to me is crystal clear. Let's uh, let, let's keep moving on with our Wild Bent Line calls here. We got a full room on Wild Bent Line. Thank you for hanging out with us. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel, please. And we'll have plenty of other Minnesota sports uh, stuff to be breaking down on score North with Mackie and Judd and on purple daily. Let's try this again. Brandon, how are you, man? Welcome to wild vent line. How you doing? Doing great. You guys hear me now? Yes, Perfect. sir. We got you. Yep. Uh, thanks for the show. Hey, and uh, to Liam, if you're going to, after a loss, you don't go at an IPA. You go straight for the bourbon. Some not There you go. Come on, man. My See, guy. I got the IPA. My guy. You've got no, the no, bourbon. No. Brandon, He's got the got tequila. You got it right. Yeah, you got to go something harder. You got a little harder. I like it. I wrote that. Not that. good, for, oh, not good for me. I do have to comment on how many people were saying we got to do adjustments. We got to do adjustments. Like it's some 
magic pixie dust. Um, I, I do believe that the Wild did do that. Um, and especially you saw it in the second period, even though we did. Every series or every game we got outshot. Why is that? Because they went 1-1-3 one, one, trap. When you do that, all the forwards got to be back. All the defensemen's got to be back. So mm-hmm. you get caught back in your own defensive zone. Mm-hmm. It obviously isn't good for offensive production. But uh, as we went through it, um, I, I, I do like the fight I saw. It, but when you, when you lose Brodeen and you go to a five-man defensive core, and all of a sudden you have a defenseman playing his offside, that makes a big difference. And, and the war of attrition through this whole series, I, I don't think people taking into account to that. I'll, I'll be the first to name drop. My brother played with Devin Dubnik out in Stockton Thunder. And, and Devin, whoever's given Cam Talbot a hard time right now, oh. they have not. you got to know Devin Dubnik's history. Go watch, go watch some, uh, some history of Devin Dubnik's uh, uh, losses. And, I, and I, again, I'm not trying to be mean to him, but yeah. dang, Devin Dubnik is, or Cam Talbot is not the reason we lost tonight. No. And, uh, yes, I know. I know the low hanging fruit is yes. Greenway did uh, did have a defensive breakdown. Yes, Suter made a turnover bad in the play. But if you look at actually Greenway's right before he gave up the goal, he made a wonderful play on the blue line to to bump it out to get it in the in the neutral zone because our whole game plan was to slow down the neutral zone. But what did the Na- Vegas Knights do? They brought two two wingers and they posted them both high both high on the defensive court to shove us back even more so they opened up the neutral zone defenseman had to play back and then they just played the good old dump and chase or eyeballs and a-holes once once uh, once uh, the our defenseman had to turn back they were pressuring us and and our strength was in our defense but as we started getting depleted it hurt us and i don't think people realize that when they just say oh we got to make adjustments that makes a big difference in our defensive core. And it didn't allow us to put pressure on their defense, which I think is Vegas's weakness. So, uh, I, you know, I'll, I'll let you guys chat about it. But uh, uh, that, that's at least what I saw. But I, I do see some hope in this team, as you guys yes. have alluded to, in past, past experience or past times with the Wild teams. But I, I'm not, I'm not going to harp on the Wild for their game plan. Uh, the Vegas made made their adjustments based off of what we were doing, and we just didn't, like you said, we didn't have the speed, we didn't have the skill. Vegas was clearly the better team, but we fought we fought it out the way we could, and and the better team won. So the five periods that bothered me were actually not tonight. The five periods that I pointed to and bugged me were periods two and three in game three and the entire game four. That's where I felt like the wild allowed the play to be dictated without pushback um game game six second period on i loved it they gummed up you know they gummed up the game they slowed it down they probably took what what could have been called penalties but they didn't call them which was fine um and then tonight i just felt like it got away from them at times and the Greenway play only bothered me because that felt like the turning point. Like that felt like the final, because, you know, to, to their credit, the first period, they could have got blown out. And you're right. Talbot played fantastic. And it's one, one. And you're like, Oh my God, it's one, one. Right. And then it's two, two. So, so the three, two goal bothered me because that felt like it sort of marked a line of, okay, they're done now. Um, but yeah, I don't think the entire series is about 
like they didn't make adjustments. I just was really disappointed in those two home games. Uh, and then in game six, I really liked what, what they did. And, you know, in games one and five, Talbot just saved them. I mean, yeah. Cam was, you're, you're right. Anybody, anybody that looks at any of this series and says, well, Cam could have done this or no, you're, you're wrong. Cam Talbot was outstanding. And I thought tonight in what he gave up five of the six goals, because I think the sixth goal was an empty netter. Cam Talbot was out, was great. So I am not going to fault him for one second. And the Dubnik, the Dubnik goals disappeared here. Like there was none of the fluky Dubnik stuff. Yeah. So thank you, Brandon. Appreciate it. Have a good night. Brandon, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, we'll keep uh we'll keep rolling on here on Wild Vent Line. We got a full room, so we won't waste any time. Uh is it is it Forest Rain? Am I do I have the right name here, correct? Is there a more proper name or are we good with Forest Rain? What's yes, up, that man? is correct. Forest Rain. How you doing, dude? Welcome to Wild Vent Line. No, thank you. I uh, love the show, guys. I uh, appreciate uh, all the content you guys have been producing. Thanks, man. Um, I really appreciate that the, this game wasn't in the middle of the week at the end of the night because I would love to contribute earlier. But, you know, some of us have to get up at 6 a.m. to work. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, appreciate that. <laughs> cheers. Cheers to you as well. Come on, Dex. Cheers him. Yeah, cheers, cheers. Sorry, yep, yep. Sorry, don't drop it. Cheers, cheers. A little Coors Light, love it, man. Love it, Forrest Rand. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> so here's my hot take. Yeah. Admittedly, I'm a Minnesota sports fan, for the most part, entrenched in Minnesota Vikings, and a bandwagon fan for all of other Minnesota sports. However, I will say, Minnesota sports had the best rookie class in all of the sports markets. It's a good point, dude. Yeah. Oh totally. yeah. No, totally. Honestly, no, exactly right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Totally hit it. Keep going. Keep going. So seeing that, how does the wild and or Vikings, I know we're talking about the wild tonight, but how do we take the next step? Seeing that we have the most talented young guys in the room. Mm-hmm. Is it, is it, do we have to get in? this next draft or do we bring in free agents or I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts on that? In this sport? Because the, the salary cap is a huge problem here. And I guess, I guess uh, Elliot Friedman in his most recent 31 thoughts column reported that the salary cap in the national hockey league might not move for five years, five years. Um, so like the whole free agent thing, Hey, go, uh, that's not going to be as, as possible as it looked like pre pandemic and it still would have been tough. So I would say, yes, the draft, I, I would say that there has to be some reliance that Rossi is going to, um, join the team for the 2021, 22 season and, and be plugged in behind at least Eck and hopefully a veteran at center. And to Declan's brother's point, the one I do agree with this. I do think the other center that you get is probably going to have to come via trade. But the question also becomes like the, those guys are like ace pitchers for us. So that's not a position at which like guys are just being shopped. Hey, just take our, our, you know, our number one center. That doesn't happen a lot. So you're going to have to get creative there. But yeah, I think that w- with the salary cap being with the, salary cap is and Parisi possibly being traded and or bought out probably. I think we're talking about trades and draft picks. 
I think that's probably it. Unless you want to trade, I, I mean, the the way to shake this up would be to trade a star player like Declan's guy, Fiala, but I'm not convinced they're going to do that. I could say, I wouldn't be absolutely shocked, but I, I'd be surprised. But signing guys, you know, you just can't go out and sign guys if this right. cap is going to stay flat for as long as we fear it's going to. That's going to become a problem because you've got to pay potentially Fiala. You've got to pay Eck for sure. You've got to pay Kaprizov. I mean, you want to pay him. You want to give him eight years right now. Uh, Parisi might come off your books, but still might cost you against the cap. So this is going to be – this is going to have to be a very creative off-season plan by Bill Guerin and the team to try and and tweak this thing in a direction that can take you past the first round uh, and hopefully like to the conference finals, if nothing else next season. Rain, man, thank you for coming on. Thanks, man. And, and I think he brings up an excellent point, Judd. And this goes obviously beyond the wild. We really have had a phenomenal rookie class as you crack another uh, little summon EPA. Good for you. you so far, it, it's a so. Friday, Friday night. night it's man. a Friday night. It's a Friday night. It's a Everyone holiday up. weekend. Yeah. And I know holiday weekends in the Zolgad household, at least in the Judd. I can't speak for Dawn. I know I, I, I can't speak for Dawn, but I know in the Judd Zolgad household, holiday but, weekends don't really exist. You know, if, it, if there's things going on, things are going on, and we're going to cover that, and we're going to rock it. I got to get to Target Field, baby. That's what right, I got to yeah, do. Yeah, you know, and, and, you know, Stella might have a disagreement on how that works. Oh, we don't get along. Of... We're not getting – we're not talking right now. So, Stella and I aren't talking. So Stella, Stella's your Zach Brise right now, huh? Like Stella, Stella – She's mad. I, I scratched I scratched her. And the, but, but, then but she, not but a then, belly scratch. I scratched her. But then she performs when you didn't expect her to perform. Oh, she shows right? up, yeah. Yep, she shows up. And, and, then, and then Stella's like, well, what the hell, Judd? Yeah. You know, and we I go am. back and forth. Yep, yep. And, you know, it's a I contentious relationship. I don't want to get into the Zolgad I don't talk and Stella about relationship either. And I know you We're going to keep either. that internal. We're going to keep yep, that we'll, in we'll, the room. That, that's an internal conversation. It so stays in this room. We won't have to do that. But he brings up an excellent point that Anthony Edwards, Justin Jefferson, Kirill Kaprizov, even, you know, how much you and and myself and Phil have ripped the twins. Alex Kirloff, we want to see Nick Gordon. Johan Duran in AAA is Trevor Larnick. right now. Trevor Larnick. There's plenty of, like, that is honestly a very excellent point, and we should be kicking, well, honest, on-air production meeting. I'm sure that'll be a discussion as we um, go on we to talked Mackie about and Judd. It. Which are you kidding? Do. And we have. We have. No, we have, Judd. We Kaprizov and Ant and Jefferson. I mean, yep. these guys are marvelous. No, I, the future, the future knock on wood because this is Minnesota sports looks pretty damn good. Totally, man. And I love watch. I mean, those, those three players that I just named, they're so much fun to watch. So yeah, yeah. but, the, but Kaprizov is the number. If, if I had to list three to five reasons why I feel good about the wild. And there was a long time that I didn't Kaprizov yep. is definitely atop that list. Like I like the fact that the goaltending is better. I like the fact that the blue line is solid. I like all of those things. But if they didn't have Kaprizov, I'd still be like, "You're lacking that guy," and they're still lacking some things. But it makes it it makes your life much simpler when you're starting off point at least um, going into making moves. Is you have a superstar, right? Let's keep rolling on here on Wild Vent Line. Let's uh, let let's roll to our guy Alex here. Alex, what's up, man? You uh, got us okay. You're on wild vent line. I think he's frozen. Alex got us okay. Hold on. We'll uh, we'll 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 pause and we'll bring someone else. 
Let's bring our dude uh, Ryan on. Ryan, you're on you're a, a late substitution here. You're on Wild Bent Line. How you doing, man? Great stash, great hat, great, great get up, man. Look at That's you. That's a Lanny McDonald stash, yeah, you're dude. Ready to go. That looks like Lanny McDonald. A little, little premium great. grain belt too. What are you sipping on over there? Oh, I saw it. I saw it. Hey, Ryan. By the way, your mic is muted. You just got to unmute your microphone um, on stream on on our website right now, and then you'll Good be. Well done. Well there done. You go. There well he done. is. There. He awesome. Is. So I first wanted to come on here and talk about Greenway and how disappointed I was in him again. And this basically, in my mind, sealed his fate on leaving the wild tonight. I think you're right. As we knew that Darren had that heart-to-heart with him last offseason mm-hmm. and said you have to be physical, during these playoff games, you gotta use that body. And again, you let Pat's away skate right through the slot. Open one on one with Calvert. Calvert had no shot. And then you guys started talking about Parisi. And I agree with you guys there. We saw him play his last game with the Wild tonight. Mm-hmm. And we need one more or two more centers at least to be able to compete here on on the top level. And hopefully Rossi can be a guy like that. But I think we need to trade Greenway, maybe one or two of our first round picks this year mm-hmm. and try to get a second line on top line center. That's the only way we'll be able to move it up one more notch, I believe. Ryan. I agree. Great stuff, Ryan. Excellent call, dude. Yeah, no, if, if they can get the first or second line center, right, Judd? I mean, that, that's what you and I have been talking about for the longest time. I don't think they're going to get two, though. I think they're going to have to rely on Rossi. I think Rossi is, and and this might not work, I don't know for sure, uh, because as an earlier person pointed out in the show, his layoff has been so extensive. I don't think you're going to get two. I don't think you can afford yeah, two, Declan. Right. I no, think you're right. going to try and yeah. get one. Um, but, you know, I just urge people to keep in mind the salary cap's not moving. So, like, if you want to go out and sign a guy, you just, you know, that your parting with Parisi is going to cost you. Yep. And I just don't, I don't see any way – especially after the comment that you just read. But before that, I don't see it any way on God's green earth he's back. Do you? No, man, I really don't. Um, I think it's a buyout. Uh, you I know, think it might have friend, to be. Our friend Darren Doogie Wolfson joined us a couple weeks ago on our Scoop podcast. He just suddenly dropped that it's a buyout. Um, and by the way, just so you know, that Zach Preza's contract, excuse me, is a four, is four years remaining after this year. So that means the buyout is Eight, eight years that you owe Zach Parise money. Yep. Eight years, and and how that staggers out. Um, off the mm-hmm. top of my head, and I and I did this on Cap Friendly. Anyone can go to this, by the way. Go to CapFriendly.com. It's a great website. You can do buyout contracts and all this. Is the first two years you will save a, a decent amount of you'll, you'll you'll save a decent amount of cap. You will, but you'll still owe him significant, not significant, but a good amount of money against you for six of those remaining eight years afterwards. And I don't see a situation where if they, so if they buy out Parisi, they're mm-hmm. not going to buy out Rask. And look, I want Rask off this team just as much as anyone else. 
Um, but they, they will not because this team has had a tendency, Judd, a tendency to have buyouts on their books. They're not going to put two guys on there for a significant amount of years. It's one of the two. Yes, it's easy to say it's Rask because he only has one year left and it's a two-year buyout. Yep. It's going to be Zach. Like, no one's going to take that well, contract. You Like, I don't, I don't see how that happens. That's just kind of how I look at it. And Zach is going to demand out. Like, there, there's no – I don't see – since Dean is going to be back as coach, I don't see any way that that can be repaired now. I mean, the look of that to Zach is so bad. And I think Zach was embarrassed. Like, I think he probably looked at Johansson playing or Bukestead playing and thought, what the hell? And he might have been right. I don't know. But um, I think Rask – gets included in some type of trade yeah they played him so damn much that if at the end of the day but if at the end of the day they were playing him because they thought he should play um sorry i don't get that bill garrett's not bill billy's not a dumb guy friend of the show you're not a dumb guy i think i think they're gonna package rask or put him in in a package so i in fact i wouldn't be surprised I think we're going to be underwhelmed a little bit by the center that they get, but I think it'll probably be a decent player. Um, but I think they would try and throw Rask into that deal as just, uh, hey, take this guy. He can play yep. center too. So we'll see. It, it it's going to be isn't it's going it, to be really interesting. Isn't it sad, Judd, that it, it is honestly, it's honestly significantly more likely that someone takes a trade for Victor Rask than it is Zach Breezy? Well, yeah, because I don't want the contract. Right. Someone's going to take the bait. Someone's yeah, but I mean, Rask doesn't. Rask doesn't. He's not a problem to take. Yeah, and I mean, I can sit him if I don't like him. Zach's contract is is the problem. I, the league has banned those contracts, Declan. Yep. So I mean, in the last CBA, they looked at that those thirteen year matching deals, and there were guys beyond Parisi and Sooner that got those contracts, and they banned them for a reason. It's bad for teams. You never give out 13-year contracts. Right. Let's, uh, I digress. Let's keep, Go ahead. Let's, let's keep going on wild vent line. Alex, let's uh, let, let's try this one more time. Hey, uh, if Alex, if you're listening, by the way, I can't get you on the screen right now. If you're not connected to Wi-Fi, maybe try to get on your Wi-Fi, and it will help out a, a, a long way. In the meantime, I'm going to go with my dude, Mo, a first-time caller here. Mo, what's good, dude? Welcome Mo. to wild vent line. I know this may be a dumb question, but... Why was Eric Stahl traded? Because I definitely think he would have been, he would have played better than Victor Rask. I mean, I think anyone could have played better than Victor Rask. But yeah, I just don't know why he was traded. Like he put up decent points last season. Like, well, I think on the ice, but this doesn't make a ton of sense because Rask has the same problem. Mm-hmm. Eric, Eric had slowed down a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but, but I mean, but you can come back at me and be like, well, Judd, Victor Rask ain't exactly Gretzky out there mm-hmm. skating. And you're right. I honestly think the stall trade had a lot to do with Garen's desire to change the dynamic in that room. Mm-hmm. Er, because uh, stall had been, what, a captain at one time with the Hurricanes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was a veteran guy. And he he was a guy who... I think he's a good person, but I think he was very comfortable here. And mm-hmm. the Wild had a lot of those guys who were like, I won't be traded. Yeah. I'll be here forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Eric Stahl was moved more for behind the scenes. And this doesn't make him like a bad, d- divisive guy. Yeah. But Bill Guerin wanted to wake people up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Eric Stahl liked it and was comfortable. And I think Eric thought my career is going to end when I decide with the Wild. And Bill Guerin's like, no, that's not how this works. So, 
the trades that that Paul Fenton started and Garen continued, I think had more to do a lot of times um, with the personalities and his desire to shake things up in the room than it did with actual on ice production. Okay. Yeah, Mo, I I think same thing. Like, mm-hmm. is Eric Stahl right now a better player than Ryan Johansson is on the ice? One hundred percent. Um, I think that's pretty clear. We, we we've seen the evidence on the ice, and I believe Stahl got injured too, and he's out for the postseason. With and he got traded nope. to Montreal. Yeah, he's playing now. Yeah, oh, he's he, playing yeah. now. Is he yeah, playing but now? but he's still not fast. But yeah, yeah, he's he's not quick, and and I think it was more of an assessment of the room, and it was mm-hmm. more of assessment of uh, of the culture. And I I hear you though, dude. I one hundred percent hear you that. He is a better player than Ryan Johansson. He 100% is. Like, I, I'll still listen to that. Like, and I, I, hear that com- I hear that compliment. He is a better player than Ryan Johansson is. He is. Mm-hmm. Ryan, Ryan's quicker, though. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they, they just wanted more speed, too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I think, I think Garen's first goal going into this season had a lot to do with chemistry. Okay. Like, he wanted the chemistry, and they're going to continue to tweak that. But you, you don't go out and get Benino and Cole – because you think yeah. they're like great players. Yeah. You do it you do it because they're stabilizing players, but mm-hmm. more importantly, they bring a dynamic to the room that this team just mm-hmm. hasn't had, you guys. Like mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Miko Koivu trying to tell you what's what. What have you won? Like you never yeah. even been to a conference final, dude. Yeah. So, exactly. Mm-hmm. Hey Mo, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you so thank much for coming on, man. Appreciate thank- you coming on. Appreciate you. Yeah. That's, yeah, that, it, it's, that note it's a- that you just put up is exactly right. And it is. You know, Bill Guerin, again, and I know I float this out there all the time, and I exaggerate, but he is a friend of the show. Bill Guerin's come on the show. He's talked to you and I, Judd. He's talked to you and I off the record before. He is, honestly, he, he's, a, he's a straight shooter. I'll even, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll float that little detail out there. When he has talked to you and I off the show, he's a straight shooter. He's a hockey dude. This guy knows what he's doing, and I think that's where we really trust him. And he's a captain type. He's a guy who's accomplished a lot. He's an executive who transitioned. There, there's a lot of player executives who try to get into ownership, and they fail poorly, fail very badly. Bill Garrett is not one of those dudes. I truly, even in a small sample size, as we love to say, I don't think Bill Garrett's one of those guys, Judd. Um, he knows what it takes to win. Mm-hmm. And, he will, and he will trade someone like Eric Stahl for Johansson and look at it like, well, wait a minute, Eric Stahl is a center, and he could benefit this team on the ice, but is, is it going to benefit the team in the long term? Right. And I think that is the most important fact that Billy G has brought in this team. And yep. it's very underrated. It's hard to appreciate that in the box score, but it, it, it's, it's very underappreciated. It's absolutely key. Who's next? Let's, Who uh, let's keep going. I think I'll get him on this time. Alex, do you have us now? Are you good to go? Right. What's going on, man? Oh, yeah. yeah. you, boys. Hey, it's, I'm uh, deep okay. behind enemy territory right here, about 15 miles from uh, Lambeau Field. That'll give you a shout out there. My favorite Um, football stadium. I will tell you that right now. I love Lambeau Field. I don't know about that. I don't love the Packers. Especially in the middle of the winter. Well, you know what? If you're in the sealed press box, you don't mind it. (laughs) But yes, if I'm in the stands, I probably would hate it. The rest of us here in the cheap seats, we don't. uh, Yeah, we don't like it. So I'm I'm sitting here thinking, if we're uh, we're getting rid of Parise, we're probably going to have to dump two firsts as well to get rid of them. That's that's what I'm thinking now. No, we'll leave it that, up to you that's, boys. Why, that's why Dex said they'll almost certainly have to buy him out because the team won't take him. 
So like you'll, you'll just write him a check. I mean, it's going to be expensive and it's not going to be pretty. Uh, but yeah, you, I don't think that you can, I, my guess is you can't trade him um, because you're not going to include things in that trade that are going to hurt you as well. So I think he's a buyout unless yeah. somebody, unless somebody bites and is like, yeah, we saw him in the playoffs and he still looked okay. Then there, there's a possibility but I, I don't think Bill Guerin's going to make any trade involving Zach that compromises the franchise. Well, Nashville's made stupid moves before. Maybe they'll make another true. one. It's true. David Alex, Poyle, never. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, a great point. Thanks, Thanks, Alex. Thanks for coming a while, Ventline, man. No. Yeah. I, I, I don't think, I don't think um, that they'd have to attach both. I mean, well, well Judd, let me, let me throw this one out there then again quote-unquote, reckless speculations we love to do on Score North. If it's, if it's one first-round pick and you don't have to be attached to the buyout, does that make you more intrigued to do it? To a no, team. I'm not giving up a first-round. So, like, you're saying attach a first-round pick to Zach to trade. And then you don't have to worry about a buyout for eight years, though, Judd. Does that entice you at all? I don't think I'm giving up a first-round pick. Mm. Because cause Pittsburgh... I'd throw in be- a draft pick. I'll throw you a draft pick. So... I know my math right now. But you now, still have I, to pay it off. Like, yep. like, like it's still, it's not going to be a clean divorce no matter what. Yeah. Um. So I believe Pittsburgh's locked into the 21st pick. So we, the, the Minnesota Wild own the t- 21st pick. Now that the Wild are eliminated, I believe they will probably have, I think at worst, the 24th, 25th. So basically the Wild will have two draft picks in this upcoming draft within five selections of one another. Um, however you want to quantify if it's as 25, 21 to 25, sure. 22 to 26, however that it is, they'll have two draft picks. I don't, I don't like the idea of attaching a first round pick. To get there's out no of way it. I'm, there's no way I'm doing that. I'm not I, trading a first round pick. I'm curious. I'm, I'm just saying I'm, I, it's, it's, it's not a non-starter for me. It's not mm. a non-starter for me is how I look at it. It is for me. It is for you. Yeah. Okay. Right. I'll buy him out. Okay. I think that's the answer. I don't like it, but I think that and and look, if I could trade him and I could throw in a third round pick or something, sure. yeah, I would definitely. Right. But a first, but I've got two first round picks. That's my future. I'm not. I'm not going to solve a problem by creating a bigger problem. If that right. makes sense. Let's keep rolling here. Let's go to our dude Zach. Zach, what's good, dude? You got that determination well, shirt on. You got the flow oh, rocking. Yeah. How you doing? Welcome That's to a, Wild Vent Line. What's great, good. man. Yeah, went to went to game four. Rough loss. Oh, nice. Know. Nice part. Yeah, man. Sorry, it was a rough Thank loss, you. but it must have been a cool experience to at least be there, right? It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Um, I will say, because my opinion is going to be roasted in the comments. Judd, you're not going to like it. But I'll start out with this. Fiala needs to clean up his his passing. Like He's a great player. My girlfriend will stop watching Minnesota Wild Hockey if he's traded, like 100%. I'll That's stop watching. No I, might, I might stop watching Zach. Yeah. You know. I might stop watching. I don't blame you. I mean, he's 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 amazing when he puts it on, but then you see him like do blind behind the back passes, or you're in the you're in the third period, you're down by you know two goals, and you try and put the puck through the guy's legs. Don't be fancy. Just just get it in the zone first. Don't do it in the middle of the ice. What are you doing? You know. You. Um, but. My unpopular opinion is that I love Talbin during the playoffs or during the regular season, but during the playoffs, he was not what he was in the regular season. And I'm not basing it off of tonight's game. Tonight's game, I actually thought he was 
maybe a little bit better than he has been in a couple of the few. I thought the first two games, he was amazing. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. He won game one. Yep. yep. And I 100% agree with that. And I don't like to blame goalies for losses ever, you know. But the kid, uh, one of the kids I went to the game with was a goalie. He was in juniors and then, you know, had a pretty good chance. He played with Kyle Rao, actually. Um, nice. And then he got a really bad motorcycle accident and wasn't able to continue in his career. Um, But that being said, I can't tell you how bad he was fuming the game prior to that in three, I've been letting a glove side goal. Mm -hmm. And then he did it again, game four. If you watch other goalies around the league, they're not letting those easy glove. You have to save those pucks. And the reason that I think that Talvin kind of fell off, I don't know if it was the pressure or what it was, you can't save the puck if you're looking over here and it just happens to hit you in the chest. There was multiple times, and if you go back and watch the games, that Talbin was looking. It happened in this game. Talbin was looking up in the net, and the puck's in his legs. I mean, I don't know if it was the pressure and he was nervous, but I did not think that Talbin played this series as well as he played in the regular season. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll jump in there, judges, for a second. Um, look, he had two shutouts. Um, I think... And Jen, I mean, so Zach, so like, like I'm guessing you saw some Devin Dubnik playoff starts, right? Like you, you definitely saw that. Was it was it more comfortable watching Talbot, or was it was it at the? Oh same? yeah, I, like how, how how do you feel watching it compared to like what you saw from Dubnik in previous playoff eras? The difference is the confidence going into the game. What can and do? But I don't know. He slept weird and his neck was sore. But there's multiple times where I saw. Cam looking over here, yeah. and the puck was coming around the other side of the net. You have to be ready, and thank God we have an unbelievable group that are willing to sacrifice the body and get in front of those pucks, and I think you have to contribute contribute a lot of those shots that were saved to you know our defensive men and offenses men. men. I mean, Kaprizov, I mean – Right. You know, your star players getting down on the ice trying to save those pucks. And anybody that says that Kaprizov, you know, had an off night, he wasn't like he was before, but that's because they were on him so much. But Kaprizov plays a 100-foot game. Like, he plays the entire ice. He plays the terrorist, yep. Totally. He, I mean, he back, more back checks. Yeah, I, I just – I can't blame Cam because, like, t- tonight in the – first period he could have given up five goals he gave up one um he rebound control wise did a pretty good job he won games one and five and played great in game two um i was very i mean i will say this again the thing that disappointed me the most about this series was actually not tonight it was game it was the second and third period in game three and the entire game four i don't understand that from a team standpoint they didn't play well and and that's not excusable to me but um, as a guy who has seen questionable goaltending, which we definitely did in the playoffs with Dubnik, the Talbot factor to me would be way down the list. And in fact, I give him credit. Like he might have not been perfect at times. And I, I know the glove side goal that you're talking about that he allowed at the X. Uh, and that was not an ideal goal. But he also made so many big saves for this he team. He did. He did. I just get real nervous when the puck is coming around the back of the net and he's looking in the wrong direction. And it happens more often than you maybe realize because then 
they shoot the puck and they were a little bit too late and Cam just happened to slide over and it hits them in the chest and they go, what an amazing save. And I'm like, he didn't even know the puck was coming. Like he just happened to be sliding in the right direction at the right time. And like I said, I don't, I'm not blaming Talbin for losing the series, but I almost wonder, and I don't know if you would agree. Do you think having him in net for that long, when you know that you're, there's a good chance you're going to lose that game, game three or game four, that it hurt him mentally to be to stay in there and not throw Kakinen in and give Kakinen, the, for one, the experience, and for two, what was wrong with Kakinen? I mean, he played amazing the games that he played for the most part. Cam was Cam was their guy. They, they were going to ride Cam. I mean, heck, they I, I made the same point that you did. Now, I didn't have a problem with it during the playoffs, but – during the season, late, like there were times where Capo, I thought, one thousand percent should have started just to get Cam some rest because the schedule was so condensed. Yeah, and and Dean kept putting Cam in there game after game after game, and I said to my, I said to Dex a few times, this doesn't make sense. Like play Capo, but they were going to ride Cam in the playoffs, and if I'm the Wild, I am very happy with what I got after all the time that we saw guys like Stalock give up a weird goal and Doom Nick for sure. So thanks, Zach. Appreciate the uh, yeah, thank, thank appreciate you hopping on. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, man. I, I, I And look, um, yeah, I, I, I'm not as harsh on Talbot as it was throughout the series. I, I will say, I'll say tonight was his worst performance. Like, I and I and Judd, I, I, and that's, I don't think that's a hot take. I think tonight was his worst performance. Well, he gave up five goals. I but the the team came out so poorly yeah. in the first period, and he was I, really good. Uh, they did. I, the problem tonight was again they didn't play well. I I don't think that I I don't think that I would pick on Talbot as a worst performance because no. there there were definitely games in the series where they did not play well. Yep. And I don't know what I I mean Look. tonight tonight they had Brodine go down, which is a big deal. And they looked, they looked spent tonight. Like yep. I will say that they looked done. I'm more disappointed in the two home games, games three and four, because they shouldn't have been spent and they look spent. But I've seen enough bad playoff goaltending that I just can't do. I can't go there. Not on I'm this with one. You. Can't no, I'm do with it, you, brother. I'm with you. Let's uh, let let's keep rolling on here. Let let's go to a hey, Willie. What's good, dude? Welcome to Wild Vent Live. Really? What do you got for us, my man? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, good. man. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, I know I introduced a friend to your, uh, your Score North a little bit ago, but uh, Clark, buddy here. That's Clark. Yeah, Clark. Clark! Boys. What's up, what's Clark? Up, man? How are you? Good to yeah, see you guys Yeah, you're again. awesome. You guys are great. Hey, we thought out our talking points this time, so we've got all the good points. Even better. Even better, dude. You guys so are pros. Go shoot. All right, Let, so, let's hear the talking points. First of all, we want to talk about the second period and how much the uh, narrative of the story went as far as, you know, the long chain for the wild and how much the problem that, you know, that narrative extended on through the series unbelievably well. I mean, I think it was just crazy how the, uh, you know, <clears throat> They kept talking about how the long chains kept on bothering the wild, mm-hmm. like they were just getting on them. What, what's your thoughts on that? My thought is is this: the Golden Knights, top to bottom, are a more skilled team. They're a better team, 
and and their speed, I think, in second periods with the, the long change for both teams definitely helped the Golden Knights. Uh, and the Wild had to find ways to combat that. And at times they did, but for way too much of the time, they didn't. Uh, so I really think this series came down to, at times, the fact that if the Wild didn't didn't have a way to slow the Golden Knights down, they had guys who could skate with them, but not a team, if that makes sense. Like Kaprizov, Fiala, there are certain guys on this team that can skate with the Golden Knights best and can play with them. Unfortunately for the Wild, they also have a lot of guys that aren't fast. I mean, when Victor Rask, I'll, I'll go back to this, but when Victor Rask is playing in a central role, right? Like Victor Rask is a really important position, uh, playing a really important position on your team on a really important line. That makes it tough. That makes it tough. How many chances in this series did Victor Rask have to bury pucks that a really a, a, a more skilled center would bury? Like tonight alone, he had like two or three chances. He loses the puck off his stick. Um, he is, if you have to play him, he's a fourth line guy. And he was playing with Kaprizov and Zuccarello on what I think, no question, is your most skilled line. So that speaks volumes to the skill. And the Golden Knights just have more speed. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely a point to make there. Um, but I, you know, I heard a ter- uh, take earlier in the show about how uh, the Wild, you know, they didn't earn a game seven. I think that they earned a game seven as far as you know. They hung with the Knights through the regular season, mm-hmm. uh, and they hung with the Knights in this series. For the most part, you know, we're talking about, you know, second periods where they're lethargic. They come out, you know, not really doing so hot. But <clears throat> I felt like they definitely earned a game seven. But uh, as far as my next point is, is uh, how much are you going to pay uh, Kirill Kaprizov? And for what contract are we talking about here? What In your terms. What would how much does he want? It, I can I can max him out now. Because of the rules in the uh, CBA at eight years, I am going to him. If I'm Bill Guerin, my first my first thing, right? Like my to do list: one, two, and three are Kirill Kaprizov eight year deal. And I'm going. I I mean, I think you Can have you go to eighty. I th- yeah, I think you have to. I think you have to look at maxing him out because he's twenty four. He's twenty. Here's the last thing that I want. I don't want. Do you want a short? Do you want to do like a bridge deal that no. will that will literally walk him into free agency? I don't want to do that, and I think he's going to want to max out, and I think he's worth it. Okay, like I, I, I can, I can, I can understand where you're coming from there, uh, and I'm not necessarily uh, too well informed on the contract situation with most of the wide players. Whether we got a two-year, three-year window, uh, you know, I can't really speak to that. Um, but we we got burned by those, you know, Suter and Parisi contracts, and I understand that they're you know null and void as far as they're not available now. Right. Um, so, you know, long-term deals. You know, I'd be interested to see. You know, maybe a nine million dollar, I don't know, three to four-year deal. And then we can probably extend, you know, we got three to four years to see how it develops, see what goes on. Although he had a great season. He had a great season. He's developed, though. 
He's yeah. 24, so he's sort of there. Right. At 18, it's different than 24. Exactly. And we can see how our core, you know, as far as our core goes, we got, you know, Jordan Greenway, Kevin Fiala, uh, Kaprizov, and then uh, all of them, all the young players. <laughs> but, uh, final take, uh, you know, thank you guys. You know, you, uh, you brought all us uh, Minnesota fans together in a, a great uh, portion here, and we really appreciate you. Hey, Willie, thank you so much. Awesome. Willie, Clark, appreciate you both, dudes. Thank you for so much for coming on. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Bye, fellas. Bye. Hey, Clark, thank you, man. Great hey, hair. I love Clark. Great hair, great hair. And look, I, I, I rec- hair recognizes hair, you know? Like, yeah, I he, love, it. I love a, that you called you've up got, Liam. You've got a good do. He's got a better no, do. No, I'm not nothing on Clark's level. Clark's got, the, Clark, Clark's got, Clark's got the do. The, Clark's got it, it man. He's like, got the official do of Wild Vent Line. Clark knows uh knows knows how to play a game here, and I, I feel you. So yeah, he's um, good. Big fan of him. Big fan of him. Big fan of all these young wild fans who are joining us for the first time on Score North. It's it's, it's really cool, by the way. You know, I, I we don't we don't really thump our chest too much, but I think it's really awesome that we've been able to discover a lot of new fans who have covered come to on our show and been able to vent with some wild frustrations and also and also triumphs. That's what we're here for at Score North. We want to we want to be able to talk to you guys. We want to be able to interact with you all. That's what we're trying to do here at Score. We're not trying to be anyone else. We want to be Score North, and we want to be interactive with you guys. That's what it's all about. Um, Judd, let's wrap up one more caller here. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's bring on our dude, who's been on every hey. every game of the series. Our main man, Jake, with his Mario poster and his Kuro Kaprizov right. uh, Jake jersey. I should have stuck up, with the Jake? North Stars jersey. That's the game, I think, game five jersey I wore and went Jake, away from it. Jake, you're at fault. This loss know, is on you. All, this know, loss is all on you. Now it's we fine. found out. I can take. I mean, I would go to Victor Rask and his horrible face-off stuff, but I think you're right. I think my jersey choice is what it came down to. By the way, the face-offs in this series were oh. awful. Well, I think that just goes back to our, our the Wild's biggest fault yeah. right now is down the middle, center. They don't have a top two cent. They don't have a top one. They don't have a top two. Victor Rask is playing that. Victor Rask belongs in the league. Trust me. I, you can read through my text chains. I have been trashing him all season, but he's he still belongs on a roster. I think you said it two callers ago. He's a fourth line center. Yeah. And we're and yeah. we're playing him with Kaprizov. That's our problem. Yep. I mean that's num- that's number one that needs to be addressed in the off season. Um, this game, I I didn't hate it. I hated how we started sloppy. Yes, I think it was our sloppiest game in the last 15 games. The way we started it, it was it a was, bad start. It was terrible. Um, lucky to get out of that first period one to one. Second period was the second period. We know how those have gone. And then mm-hmm. I think we just kind of lost our mojo. Losing Grodin early definitely hurt. Luckily, he's got the whole offseason now to recuperate. Um, Concussion? Do we think or a shoulder? I not, couldn't tell. Shoulder or ribs? I thought. Okay. One of the yeah, two. I couldn't tell. Initially, I thought it was his wrist because it looked like he kind of fell off on it, but then they showed like three or four replays, and it looked like shoulder or maybe his ribs. I don't know. Um, I think the most interesting to look at is what we're going to do in the offseason. Um, Eichel's the sexy name going around. You guys were negative on him really early in these in this conversation. Does he's, I don't know his history. Is he not a good locker room guy? Is that the knock on him? There's questions about that, and he, here's the problem, and here's why I don't know what Garen would 
give up for him. And he'll definitely like vet through it and find out. I, I mean, yeah. B- Bill's going to make phone calls and he probably yeah. knows now. But the question in Buffalo with Eichel is this. Is Eichel part of the problem or is the problem of Buffalo something I mean, yeah. that Eichel has to escape and he'll be fine? Um, but the good thing is you aren't going to, because I mean, the price for, for him Declan's brother's exactly right. It would be Fiala. It would be a draft yeah. pick. It would be another another player. So you're not going to make that trade or even can entertain that trade unless you know exactly what you're doing. Yeah. I just I just don't think Bill Guerin would give up. I mean that that would cost you so much. I don't see it happening here. I think he'll go somewhere, but not here. Yeah, he'll definitely go somewhere. Yeah. Jake, the the other name to watch, and I know we like we've gotten tweets and comments about this too, and and this one's more obtainable is Sam Reinhart. Yeah, also that was my next one. question: is if not Eichel, who do you guys think is is the option? Sam Sam Reinhart is more obtainable. Um, Sam I, Reinhart isn't on the same level as Jack Eichel, but I can tell you right now, he ain't worth Fiala. Um, yeah, he's probably worth the first round, one of your first round picks, and yeah. something of a sweetener. To get that makes him more here. sense. I can um, see that. And we've gotten comments on that. Honestly, I'd rather take the stab that Sam Reinhart is the guy you want to bring in over mortgaging the farm over Jack Eichel. And and yeah. and, and I'll, I'll I'll even I'm listening. I'm I'm on your side too, dude. That I'm on the Jack Eichel bandwagon. Um, I kind of put but all I love the price. yeah exactly. And, and and the price is something that is is yeah. worth of a conversation. But it's Jack Eichel, dude. Yeah. So if 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 he makes you better, I'm all for it. And that's where Bill Guerin and D- and Dean Evison, even though you know Judd and, and Phil Phil Mackey and Judd Zolget and I, we always love to play armchair GM. It's so fun to play armchair GM, even it you, is, Jake. Yeah. Like it, it's fun to play armchair GM, right? It's fun to yeah. like make up trades and make up situations. But they also like someone like Bill Guerin is not a BSer. Yeah. So if if he knows that what it takes to win and what he takes to have the culture, I trust his X's and O's. What he's dotting to make that happen. Yeah. So I, I, I get it if Jack Eichel isn't it. Yeah. I and mean, it's funny. I got in a conversation with some uh, Buffalo fans earlier this year and they were like, we'll take Kaprizov and we'll take Boldy. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm oh, sure you would, but that's, that's right. not going to happen. Like, that's like, yeah. But I mean, they, they would probably ask for a draft pick Fiala and Boldy is my mm-hmm. guess. And I'm just not doing I that. I thought the same exact thing. And I'm not doing that trade. No. I'm sorry. I'm just not. No. I, I need a guy. But, I mean, if I'm wrong, like if I'm wrong on that and Eichel's a problem or he does not play as well as I expect. And, I mean, keep, keep in mind, the Sabres are a dumpster fire, but Jack Eichel's never been to the playoffs. Yeah. Right. So, well, like, there's no wrong, track record there. If you're wrong on that trade, then now you're just burning four years of yeah. Kaprizov. You know what I mean? This isn't right. the time to make a big risk and put Kaprizov in a dumpster fire. And waste mm-hmm. his whole career there. So exactly. I think it'll be interesting what they do. I think hopefully Rossi can be plugged into number two and they can find a guy that's maybe a number two, but potentially a number one in the right situation. Which well, it's weird too, though, because right now they consider we, we don't consider this to be the top line, but they consider Eck to be a one. And like Eck is closer to a one than I thought possible, but he's ideally a two. Yeah. Um, and it, it seems like he is not going to. It seems like he's gonna be with Flano for sure, but keep in mind Greenway might be gone now. I think Greenway so, like, should be gone, honestly. Okay, so what's that line then? I I, I mean, right. could you put Kaprizov? Could you put point. Kaprizov on that line for a while? Because I mean, Ek to me, I don't. Ek was like so, but I mean, but then could you put Zuccarello? Could you put Felino with somebody else and put 
Zuccarello and Kaprizov and Eck. I, there, there, seem, there seems to me to probably be more experimentation with X role yeah. than they did this year. And, think, and you'll have a complete training camp now. Like you'll have more time to uh, to mix and match things. I think if Greenway's gone, there's two dozen guys in the NHL you can find to plug into that to that role to play with Eck and Greenway. I don't think you have to break up those two, maybe. But um, yeah, I don't know. So, so Jake, we, like, Jake, like outside of like Jack Eichel, is there like anyone else like you're looking at that like you'd love the Wild to go after? Or... So. Ryan Nugent back, Hopkins. Back in my uh, days in my twenties, I was so plugged into the NHL I could answer that question. That's my my question was for you guys or who else sure. besides Eichel. I don't I don't follow the NHL closely enough to know what other teams are right. are doing and, and guys. So I I can't answer that. I wish I the could. The free agent list stinks. But 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 you're Does it really? like, at, yeah, it's at, not at good. the same time, Jake, like you're you're looking for some impact forward, right? Yeah. Like whether it's a center, Absolutely. like center preferred. Yep. But like a forward that can make the team to go over the top to make them compete with Vegas and compete with Colorado, yeah, but, right? Like that's the that's the goal, dude. Well, this I mean, this team has never had a true center and never had a franchise goalie. I would love to find an answer for maybe Rossi's that guy. Who knows? But and then that's the other thing I was gonna say in the draft, maybe try to find a goalie that we can sit on for six, seven years, because we've never really had I mean, Fernandez was okay back in the day. He had his streaks. We've always had goalies that we hit for like a two-year hot period, Rollison kind of right. got there, and but we've never had that guy, that franchise I think guy. If you're gonna, but Jake, I, I think if you're going to upgrade a goalie, that's sort of a last piece. If you don't like it, it is yeah. what you have. I'm telling you, if if I'm Garen, the things that I'm eyeballing the most are center for sure. You have 100%. to, you have and, to. And so because because I am thinking opening night at 2021-22, um, Eck is going to be on my depth chart at center. Rossi is going to probably be my third line guy. Um, and and this is another tough one, but I'm telling you, if you watched this series, I want a big defenseman. Yeah. I agree. Like Cole is big, yeah. but he's older and he's slow old and, and he's a veteran. But I mean, if you think about that, if you could get a top four defenseman who's actually can can move bang, by bang and move the puck. Yeah. That's very attractive. That yeah. That's a playoff type player. Yeah. I guess my last question, you read that Parisi quote. What do you guys think he's referencing when he says these side games? He's pissed. Oh, I know he's pissed, but when he, when he yeah. says these side games of him getting benched, he got benched because Strum outplayed you. Like, you right. got you got played out of your he role. What's, there's no side game there. He doesn't no. see it that way. No, yeah, He does, Jake, and he never will. He probably Jake, doesn't. you're 100% right, dude. No, that that's exactly what it is. Yeah. He feels he got screwed. He's tone deaf. He's tone yeah, deaf. Honestly, he he's, he's tone deaf. But, I, I have no problem saying he's, he's, he's effing tone deaf. Yeah. But, so tone deaf. But player, but players like him don't see it. It's they why never, guys don't retire. Never, yeah, it, right. It's why guys keep playing. It's why I demand that certain players call it quits. Because it makes me really sad to see them still yeah. be, be like, well, I'm a top six guy. It's like, dude, you're not a top six guy. No. And, and I'm telling you, the key thing is, if you think that Zach Parise would have had the game seven that he did if he had played in this entire series, you're crazy. You're, you wouldn't yeah, have. You're 100 percent right. He played with a chip on his shoulder, and that's the only reason he played the way he played. And he was fresh. He wasn't yeah. tired. And right. like, and look, by the way, like last point with you, Jake here. Like, I'm glad he scored goal. Like, cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Maybe he has enough stock built up where we can get more than awesome. a Zamboni driver. Awesome. For him, I have you know? so <laughs> many things when I have watched this series that I'm not going to look back on and like, oh, I'm so happy Zach scored a game seven goal. <laughs> yeah. That is like so far down the list of what I'm trying to, like what yeah. I want this team to accomplish, man. Yeah. No, Jake, hey man. Hey, love calls. it. Good Jake, season. Thank you for coming look on. Look forward to next season. Hey man, thank you for so much for supporting Score North Judd's Hockey Show. Thank you for coming on, dude. Love awesome. Boys. Appreciate Great you. Great stuff. 
Yeah, Judd, like, like I, I just that that really ruffles my feathers. He won't just, be back. Don't worry about it. He's, he's not. not he's not going to be back. And um, look, we are ninety plus minutes in. We are we are in the in the thick of it here. I think we got maybe one more caller left uh, before we wrap up. I like it. I will say, Judd, I disagree with you on um, what you said with Jake on looking for one more big defenseman. Like, I, I guess so. Maybe, maybe I'm maybe I'm taking it out of context. So talk me off the ledge. Um, mm-hmm. But looking for one more big defenseman is like priority three or four on my off-season checklist. Like it's not something that I'm looking at that I want to accomplish right away. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, but, but I, yeah, yes. Um, but a big defenseman would be a playoff addition. Like I think you need to look at what you're doing for the this team just as far as needs like center is a need and it's a need for the regular season and playoffs, but a big defenseman who could assert himself would be a really good playoff addition. And I'm talking about making moves that can eventually get you to a Stanley cup. I think this team at wing is in pretty good shape yep. unless they trade your guy Fiala, but if they don't, I think they're in good shape. They they need, I think, realistically, you can get a center. I don't think that you can go out and get two. Now, you could, yes, you could sign a fringe guy, but I'm saying as far as a name that you think, oh, plug and play. Dylan Larkin, as Tanner says. Yes, exactly right. So I think that's an option. But unlike Jake, I don't think goaltender is a need. Like, I think that they've got two that can play right now that are absolutely fine. Yep. Talbot, as I told you, I, I will defend him. I think in this series, he, he was outstanding. Well. He played, played really well. well. So, so a big defenseman to me would be, if I can only get one center, he would probably be my second option if I can do it. But again, those guys are hard to find. Yep. All right, let's go one more call here. Is it? it it's up north hockey. What's good, brother? How are you? Welcome to Wild Bentley. You're going to wrap things up. How you doing? Declan Judd, how's it going? Good, Good man. How are you? Where are you calling from? Um, Calier, Minnesota. So, get, like, help help me out. What is that? Like, what is the most nearest city from where you're at? Well, do you know the lake, Red Lake? I do know Red Lake. Yep, I know Red Lake. So it's near there. It's actually Charlie, okay. Minnesota. It's like. So wasn't it? Wasn't it, dude? Like, because I saw I saw some weather temps. What was the temperature when you woke because i heard i saw we were in some teenage like temperatures yesterday was it was it pretty pretty bleeping cold when you woke up yesterday it's probably probably 40 i would say oh was it four? Oh, that's it's nothing not I, I heard north i heard up north and some places were like in the teens last yesterday morning when they woke up it was snowing some places yeah no it's probably it's probably 35 40 oh say. that's 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 golden yeah. right like you were in shorts in that weather but anyways I was going to say, can we get a center? I mean, we can't win a face-off. Yeah, this is true. They need to. They need to, my man. Har- Hartman Hartman on the draw that resulted in the Hag goal could not have been beaten cleaner. Yeah. Carlson absolutely whooped him. That puck was back at the point before, you know, like one second. Hartman didn't tie it up. He did nothing. So, yes, they – this is I, I guarantee you what you just said is priority one. Yeah, I mean I I was watching the game. I'm at we're, I'm at my shack right now up at Red Lake, like I said. Mm-hmm. Um we have Wi Fi here and we have the game on, but I swear to God, I was watching the game. I swear to God, I did not see the wild win 
one piece up. You know, I, I was, you know, now mm-hmm. looking at some points in the game, but I swear to God, I did not see the Wild win one face up. Maybe one or two, but that's it. Yeah, in fact, I've, hold on a second here. If you got one second, I've got the stat because it, it's so the, the Wild won. The Wild actually had the advantage, the faceoff advantage in in the first period. Uh, for I that might have been the first time in a period. Like I, I've looked, they have not won faceoffs at all. And then they decisively decisively got absolutely smoked in the last two. Badly. Bad. No, they have to they have to be able to win, especially defensive zone. They need a competent center that can win faceoffs, and they don't come close right now to to having that guy consistently. And I'm tired of hearing, well, Victor Rask can do it sometimes. Okay, that's great. That's fantastic. Uh, Victor, Victor Rask can't play. <laughs> no, no. Bill Bill Guerin Bill Guerin has some work to do this summer. Um, I trust him. I like what he's doing, but yeah, man. he needs to get a center. He needs to get a top center for this team. Hey, hey, real real quick, dude. Um, how 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 did you discover Judd's hockey show in Score North? Is that just like something you like discovered randomly? Like, I'm I'm just curious. How did you discover Judd's hockey show in Score North? I've known Judd for a long time. I run oh. up north hockey. Have you guys heard of that? No, I haven't. That's okay. where I was trying to plug you. Like, what what is up north hockey? Well, uh, a couple of years ago, we started uh, live streaming high school hockey games. Cool, Northern dude. Minnesota and Grand Rapids. Nice, yeah, yeah. Uh, Greenway, Hibbing, Eveleth, love um, that. Virginia. So, yeah, I've been doing that for two years. I'm going to the U of M next year for uh, journalism, so I'm looking forward to that. So nice, awesome, dude. man. Hell yeah, yeah, man. Good for you. Awesome. I remember, uh, Judd, you 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 uh, retweeted one of my posts a couple of years ago. Is that uh, um, Jefferson Jaguars the overall or what are they called the Jaguars? Yeah, yeah, Jefferson Jaguars. Jaguars. Yep, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. They yep. Had that's the my name. Cooperalls. Yeah, that, that's what. I was oh thinking. yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes, <laughs> that was you. Those Cooperalls are great. Hill Murray had them. Jefferson yep, yep. Burnsville. <laughs> oh, the eighties, man. The eighties were great. A lot yep. of bad clothes and Cooperalls. Yep. That's but, awesome. Anyways, you guys are great. I love what you guys do. Um, I gotta say one more thing. Of course. Uh, after game, what was it? Game four. I said mm-hmm. I called in the KFN fan line. Mm-hmm. I said this game, this series is over after game five. You know, you got the game seven, they lost, but it was not over after game five. So, <laughs> no, no, I mean, and they, good for them. They came back, and I, yeah, that's my point about this team. This team is not despicable. This team is likable. Like I, I think that they they lost, but you don't feel hopeless. And no. there were a lot of years there, um, in what around 2015, 16, 17, where it just felt hopeless. So there's a there's been a seismic shift in how I feel about this franchise now. And by the way, to get back to your faceoff question, the final faceoff percentages tonight: Golden Knights sixty six percent, Wild one thirty four percent. You weren't wrong, dude. So you wrong. you you nailed it. You got to win faceoffs. You can't just excuse it and be like, oh, who cares? So, thanks, man. Yeah, thank appreciate you. it. Hey, man, Josh, appreciate you. Enjoy the lake. Hey man, appreciate you supporting uh, supporting Score North. I love that. I love that. I love that he uh, he goes on the other he goes on the other station, then he still comes on us for Game Seven. Because look, it's Game Seven, baby. I know. You can come to, you can, you can come to any other well, outlet you want. He says he's going to come on our show. He came on a, another show for Game Three. 
The good thing about he's gonna he's gonna come on our show for game seven. I love to hear that. The good thing about our our vent line franchise is we start as soon as the game ends. Same thing with Vikings vent line. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait to hear a guy like uh, Dean Evason or Mike Zimmer spew cliches before we start. All right, so I think we're done. We appreciate you all. Thank you so much for um, so much fun. This series has been great. It's been awesome. You guys, everyone, seriously, hey, like, uh, not even to toot our own horn here, but. Um, we, Judd and I have been doing this for now. I mean, we've been doing Judd's hockey show for, for probably what Judd three years now. And that was with you and myself, Lindsay Brown, who's now in Vegas and gets, she's happy tonight. And, and she, I'm sure she's doing really, really well. You know, maybe, maybe she'll bring you on. Maybe this one no, time she'll she bring won't. You on she brings round. you on. That's fine. She texted I'm fine me this that. morning and I said, I can't, I can't, Lindsay. You know, like, Lindsay, oh, I know you and I phone, are close. And, oh, you must have missed that have, text message. My phone right? must have shut off, must shut down. Something must be wrong with that. But, but in all honesty, everyone, thank you so much. You know, everyone always thinks hockey is this cult sport, and it is. It is a cult sport, but everyone was supporting us. And this was a big driving force for everything we're doing here in Minnesota sports and at Score North. And thank you so much. And by the way, this is not slowing down just because we've been doing previews and vent lines. Um, Judd and myself are hockey nuts. If, if, if it was up to Phil Mackey, I think Judd, you and I would be leading hockey conversations all the, all the GD times. So, so thank you. Oh, we'll be doing for, plenty more. So, and, and there will be, there'll be, awesome. you know why? Cause there's trades to make, there's oh. trades to make, there's moves to talk about. There is, there is going to oh, be, this is, this is, is, the, this is this going this to is the be the, the, su- the, iceberg, the summer, the summer of wild reckless yeah. speculation and score North is the home of reckless speculation. But yes, thank you. We appreciate you uh, watching. We appreciate you joining the, yeah. I, I thought that, that the, the, people that join this entire series had fantastic points were really yeah. good we're really on point so yes from the bottom of our heart we appreciate you and i i know that you tell us that you appreciate what we do but without you it's not possible so exactly. thank you no it's it, seriously guys it's it, it's so cool that that look the vikings are kings in this town and that's fine but it, it, the fact we had so many people come on here want to bitch about Victor Rask or want to talk about Cam Talbot or want to talk about Kevin Fiala or, or even my dumb brother Liam that wants to come on. I love that people want to come on and talk about wild hockey with us. I think that's so awesome because that that is us pushing a, a, a cool thing into perspective. So thank you. Seriously, thank you so, so, so much. I'm not going to get too much emotional about it. Otherwise, yeah, don't start crying. I'm the, I won't. I let's won't. sign off. Yep, let's sign off. Should I say my magic word? Yes. Judd? Thank you very much, Dex. I'll I'll say my magic words. Pass, shoot, score. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.